You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 65. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your uncomfortability quotient? And it might be kind of difficult to give an answer, because what is it? And probably somebody else has already thought of a concept like this. And I was thinking about this because this week, where I live in Europe, it's been cold, colder than usual in our area. It's wintertime, but it's cold outside. It's freezing, below freezing. That might not be cold for for you. But I spend two hours outside a day. So it spending that much time continuously like that outside, I felt cold. And so this is kind of what I was thinking about is I feel so uncomfortable this week because it has been consistently at this temperature in the morning and I've been outside for a really long time. And so then the question just is how if you're on if you're at a 10, that means you can handle feeling uncomfortable, whatever that is for you. And for many different people, that could be a lot of different things. But anytime you feel uncomfortable, how how much can you tolerate that? And I'm not saying that you should. I'm, I'm wondering how far that quotient goes for you. And I'll give you some examples of what I mean about feeling uncomfortable. But first, I'm going to quickly state why it may be kind of is worth looking at how tolerable is it for you to be uncomfortable. Because what I can tell you is that the more you're able to handle feeling uncomfortable, you're actually going to increase the quality of your life. You're going to experience life to the fullest with the tolerance of feeling uncomfortable, which may sound kind of counterintuitive because if you're comfortable all the time, then it might seem that your quality of life is is better when in fact, if you actually look at your day or your week, there are probably many times that you feel uncomfortable and it's not always at this kind of even place of feeling comfortable. And if that's your case, please let me know. And so temperature is usually a good example of uncomfortability. You have kind of this bodily sensation if it's cold or or hot outside, you'll feel cold or you'll be sweating or something like that. And, And you can tell that people have different uncomfortability quotients because of where they live. For example, many people think it being freezing or just below freezing is is not actually that cold. What am I complaining about actually? And and so you can tell that people can tolerate different temperatures like that. And I have a, a family member. I remember when I was living in the same area as as her and Whenever we'd get together in, you know, either her house, my house, or somebody else's house, she was so affected by the indoor temperature that she automatically would just kind of make a comment, I'm, I'm hot in here, I'm hot in here. And her husband would jump up and, like, open the windows, even in somebody else's house, or, you know, try to go find a way to... Uh, kind of not make her feel so uncomfortable yet you know we're inside and usually the temperature ranges are are quite comparable I mean some people keep their homes 
slightly cooler or slightly warmer, they're kind of within the range of, okay, yeah, you can be inside. You're not going to die of hypothermia or something like that. And I just noticed that it was really hard for her to be in other people's homes because everything just kind of bothered her, the, the temperature or what was happening or what people were talking about. And I kind of wondered how she was experiencing the same experience I was in at somebody's house, you know, at a gathering, at a family gathering, and how how she was experiencing that because, you know, other people didn't really seem bothered by the indoor temperature. The other kind of situations in my life where I kind of noticed that people would get really uncomfortable is when they have to wait a long time to eat. And this was the case, you know, we would go out maybe with a group of people with my family and there would be a longer wait at the restaurant or something like that. So even, you know, you can call ahead and things like that at places and a lot of places don't take reservations, but you can call ahead. And so they would say, well, the wait is about you know, 30 minutes, and then you get there and it'd be an hour because other people in the meantime have come in or, or whatever is happening. And then I noticed that some of my family members would automatically be like, this is not right. We have to wait an hour now before we can eat. Or even if, if the waiter takes too long. And although this might be cultural, you know, how waiters come and go. And I know in the U.S. cultures, waiters are on you. But even in other cultures, even when I've experienced things here in Europe, if there's kind of this waiting to do something, people get can get quite agitated. They're not really comfortable with it. They'll check their phone, people standing in line. And, and even with my family members that couldn't wait an hour at the restaurant to get a table... They were automatically like, well, we need to go somewhere else. <laughs> like, okay, by the time we find actually somewhere else to go, because usually if this restaurant's busy, it's probably a good chance that other restaurants are busy. And so to spend all that time, then I don't know if we would get in any quicker than the one hour if we stayed in the same restaurant. So it's just kind of interesting to see the uncomfortability and what people do and how they react when all of a sudden you have to wait some a longer time than maybe you expected or how comfortable are you or just sitting there for a minute or two without checking your phone. And so then what does this all really mean? And the only impact it's going to have is just how you feel about the situation that you're in. Now, Temperature, you know, it can be kind of a body sensation. So, yes, if, we're, if our bodies are not used to certain temperatures or things like that, we'll have a reaction. But the other reaction that's happening outside of our bodies is our mind. It's the way our mind is looking at everything that actually makes an uncomfortable experience, like feeling cold, even more uncomfortable. And that's true, you know, when I think about being in the cold, how I'm thinking about that is actually compounding that effect. And it's making the experience more miserable than it needs to be. So actually, a great percentage of feeling uncomfortable can come from your mind. If it's not, it's not uncomfortable body sensation, for example, waiting in line, unless you have maybe a broken foot or something like that, that that's almost all going to be mental. 
way you think about that, the way you think about the person that you're that you think is doing their job before you get served, all of those kind of negative thoughts that you have about the experience will create your negative emotions. And your emotions are what create your experience in your life. Because if you think about it and you're waiting in line and like, oh, this is this is okay. This is no problem. I have plenty of time. And and you even think, oh, well, that worker has a lot to handle right now. Think about those kind of emotions that would come up for you. And I mean, if you really believe that, if you really believed those thoughts and you had those thoughts, what kind of experience that would be like waiting in line? Maybe next time there is an extra half an hour wait at the restaurant and you're with people, maybe it's an opportunity to have a great conversation with the people that you're with and things like that. Think about how much your emotional experience would change if everything that you thought was uncomfortable was okay. And so I'm actually trying to increase my uncomfortability quotient. And I started this thing. It's popular by the Dutch speaker Wim Hof, where he talks about taking ice baths and things like that. I'm not going to that um, that far. Maybe I will someday, but today I'm just going to start with what I'm able to do. And I'm taking what I would say colder showers. So they are quite cold, not, not ice temperature, but I used to take really warm showers. And so I'm my body has slowly started getting used to it that now I can't turn the temperature up. And that's kind of been kind of a little interesting thing that's happened is has allowed me to increase my uncomfortably uncomfortability quotient with temperature. And it's it's allowed me to be okay in colder temperatures where before I would I would really be so uncomfortable I'd have to do something about it. So I want to leave you with maybe trying something small like that. Adjusting the temperature of your shower to where it's not quite comfortable. Maybe waiting that extra five minutes before you have your lunch. Maybe ten minutes. Maybe waiting one minute, two minutes before you grab your smartphone. And see what your uncomfortability quotient is. And I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.